Happy Thanksgiving, friends. Uh, we've got Old Fashioned Takes Season 2. This is Episode 9. It's been a little bit of uh, a break since we've been able to get on the podcast, but I tracked Martin down. Martin's with us today. Yeah, I'm here. I had my bye weeks, and uh, now I'm refreshed and ready to go. It's the Leftovers episode, the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, what we're going to do is do a quick recap of just what's been going on since our last podcast to tell you guys that we actually do have a life outside of this podcast. And then we're going to um, get to uh, playoff eliminator. We, we owe some teams to eliminate, and this is going to be a heavy fantasy episode. And we've got a special guest today. Martin, how's that sound? Are you okay with that? I'm great with that. All right. Who do you, who, who should go first? Uh, what have we been doing since the last podcast? Yours is more exciting, so you go first. Oh, wow. I feel a lot of pressure now to deliver for the listeners. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's been a couple weeks. It's been two weeks, right? Two weeks plus a few days. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That is how we measure time now in fantasy weeks, not, not in days or hours or whatever. So the first week that we missed, I was in Disney World. Uh, let's see, that Tuesday, I would have been in Magic Kingdom, hanging out with Peter Pan and Cinderella and all my best friends so that was a ton of fun it was my first time at disney huge huge world um got to see a bunch of fireworks eat a bunch of overpriced food do a bunch of rides martin have you been to disney world before i've never been to disney world wow okay well i won't spoil anything but my favorite park was animal kingdom which i feel like is a sleeper pick but we saw all the animals come out to play i saw this elephant um poop basically at us in the safari my favorite ride was in animal kingdom too so that was a lot of fun so that was the first week why i couldn't jump on the pod (laughs) second week i was in florida hanging out with um myron roll former safety florida state guy who was a Rhodes scholar and Derek brooks nfl hall of famer so uh went back right back to orlando for two weeks in a row that's what what i was doing martin do you want to tell us what's been going on in your life since we last talked? Yeah. So week one for me, I also, uh, it was my company by week. I started a kitchen remodel. Oh, yeah, I know. And by I started a kitchen remodel. It means I found contractors to start a kitchen remodel for me. Uh, so how long were you on the waiting list for that? Not too long, not too long. Very thankfully. I, I knew a guy who knew a guy and they were ready to go, man. And, in, uh, in South Texas, we'll just say it's not hard to find people looking for work. They were ready to get to get going. Uh, and so two weeks, got the kitchen remodeled. Um, and our guest has just shown up. But yeah, so two so weeks. So rude to our- interrupt you like that. Gosh. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry two weeks. Wasn't working. It's okay. His, <laughs> his smile is so disarming that I had no choice but to stop. Gosh, it's dizzyingly uh, bright. Yeah, no, it's uh, it was the kitchen remodel, obviously Thanksgiving, and then uh, the big news this week, I passed my board certification. I am now a pharmacotherapy specialist, and Yay! I don't know. What Congratulations! So, Congrats, buddy. Where is that sound effects uh, website that you were using? We need the we need the yay! We need the cheers. It's on my, it's on my other computer. I wish I had it right now. <laughs> Uh, but I, but I do have a uh, celebratory whiskey courtesy of Ryan Reagan who picked me up a uh, private barrel select Elijah Craig that dropped up there in Minnesota. He was nice enough to go out his way and get it for us. Him and his wonderful wife, uh, Stephanie. And I would also like to take this moment to remind Ryan, you were the lowest score of the week, two weeks ago. 
Booyaka. <laughs> Ryan, thanks for being our alcohol mule um, and hauling all of that in your in your bags over to us here in Carolina. That is what I'm drinking as well. Old fashioned with what was it? Elijah Craig. It's that Elijah Craig private barrel. Private barrel. Mm -hmm. um, this is the the fanciest I've ever been. This is like the most exclusive I've ever been. Yeah, the jump from bulk barrel. Oh my goodness. Oh, bar the jump from bullet bourbon to what you're drinking now is, is a pretty big jump, my man. Yeah, yeah, well, we're getting fucked up because I've also got larceny and I wanted to do it because I have this larceny whiskey glass. So Ooh. I'll just be double fisting some bourbon. Attaboy. Steve, did you bring some bourbon to the party? I did. I, uh, well, I'm at home. So to, true, to show my true dedication to the pod, I transported it from Cincinnati, Ohio to Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I have an old fashioned with it's red so i add some of Color. the cherry like i do like a half shot of the cherry like preserved juice that it comes in with a half shot of simple syrup Ooh. so it looks pretty much like cough medicine but uh green label weller which i've been saving ever since robert woods went out for the season mm. i assumed i was going to be on the pod here soon so <laughs> i knew my time was coming Steve was just counting counting down the days right you knew it was gonna happen yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, when I saw yeah, your old fashioned, I, uh, I thought it was like a melted fruit roll up in there or something like that. Fruit yeah. gushers. It it looks like cough syrup, um, and it pretty much tastes like that. No. <laughs> Boy, Steve, I'm I'm glad we were able to jump on the podcast, and as you can see, and our listeners will see, we actually have things to talk about besides just fantasy football. You know, we're friends outside of fantasy football, but. Now that we've had five minutes of that, I think that's enough. You know, I, I don't, I, I, I don't yeah, need us for us, us to be talking for half an hour about our lives. Who wants to hear that? Very narcissistic. Yeah, just a bunch of average, average dudes being guys. We don't need to hear it. <laughs> so, Steve, um, again, glad we get to chat with you. Um, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. We just did kind of what we've been up to the last few weeks because there hasn't been a podcast, and I'll tell you what, Martin passed his pharmacy specialist exam i went to disney uh we've done some fun stuff so in your 30 seconds you better have something really awesome to share man yeah you're putting me on the spot i'm trying to think uh so a couple of weeks ago i went to nashville that was probably the most exciting thing i did um i'm not a huge nashville fan i know that may may upset some listeners here but um don't believe the hype not a big country music fan hmm. and i Wait, think Steve, the i'm going there, there I'm going there in, in January. So I'm assuming this wasn't your first time in Nashville. So I had a friend who went to Vanderbilt uh, oh. there. He was getting his PhD. And I think okay. his general, he did not like the Vandy students a lot. A lot of old money. Um, didn't gotcha. really like the vibes there. And okay. uh, so I'm not a huge country music fan. So it kind of limits the spaces that you're able to be in. <laughs> Definitely. Um, it's a lot of live country music. <laughs> yeah. And we did a Y2K party. Um, I'm not sure if you've like seen them popping up around the internet, but it seems like it's kind of the popular thing for those turning 30 this year is to celebrate like the turn of the century. Um, so I dressed as um, B-Rad from Malibu's Most Wanted, full sweatsuits, um, orange t-shirt, bandana, two chains. And then I roll up to the first bar, immediately get kicked out for wearing sweatpants into the bar. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you made it in at least. I basically got into the front door and then the bouncer's like, you got to go, buddy. Um, <laughs> so, 
it was like I Ubered downtown, had to Uber right back, change into like normal people's clothes, Uber there, and then Uber back again. We went to dinner and it was my personal record. I spent like $398 in Ubers in oh, 24 no. hours. It was insane. Um, and it was like all to go to some like shitty country music bar where I didn't love the music. It was fun. I will say the birthday party was fun. Um, I got to meet my girlfriend's friend who I hadn't met before, but mm-hmm. uh, just not my scene. I would say that's the most exciting thing I've done. Um, and then I'm in Cleveland now for Thanksgiving. So I have a, about a week break, which has been fun to be back. And then the I'm, big game tomorrow. Heck yeah. I'm looking at, um, we'll talk about that. I'm looking at um, Google Images because I didn't know who B-Rad was. Is that the right B-Rad name? B-Rad G from the Boo. And it is um, very appropriate. I could see, you definitely see you dressing up as this dude. Sorry that you didn't get to yeah. wear the costume longer, but um, I'm sure it was awesome. I'm sure it was right on point. Yeah, I appreciate it. The bouncer did not share the same sentiment, but uh, I appreciate the uh, <laughs> the encouragement from you guys. Sounds like the bouncer just needed to loosen up. I agree. All right, yeah. let's talk about football because... As you know, Steve, Zoom's going to limit us to 40 minutes, and then we're going to look really silly with our dicks in our hands when we're in the middle of our fantasy talk and it gets cut off. The viewers are not going to like that. So because it's been a couple of weeks, we need to eliminate some teams from the playoffs. All right. And um, you know, we've uh, what we're trying to do is uh, eliminate one team every week. And then at the end, we're going to see how close we are to um, getting all the playoff teams right. And there's also one more rule. We cannot eliminate the Detroit Lions until they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Okay? Sounds good. Yep. All right. So um, I'll, let you, I'll let you go last uh, to give you a second to think about it. Martin, me and you, we got to come up with a, nomina- a nomination, right? How many teams we got to eliminate this, this week? You know what? I don't even want to do math right now because that takes too long. So let's, let's do, two. do two, maybe three. Oh, maybe three. Okay. So you're each eliminating two. Are you doing three total? Three total. Three total. Yeah. Okay. All right, have we eliminated the New York Giants? Oh, yeah. Both New York teams are gone. Oh, shucks. Okay, uh, let me eliminate the Chicago Bears. Have they been eliminated? Long, long time ago. All right, I'm saying bye to the Saints. I was going to say goodbye to the Saints as well. All right, I'll say goodbye to the Seahawks. I, it hurts, but I won't wait mathematically like you, you fool. <laughs> I'll, I'll take what's coming to me and Russell Wilson's last season, not a good season. All right. So those are our two eliminations. Steve, as a guest, who would you like to eliminate from the playoffs? So let me ask, have the Broncos been eliminated. Yeah. You might have to make a ballsy pick. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'll eliminate the Browns. I'll do it. Oh, I have to the oh, I'm a hometown dang. fan. So I think it's most appropriate that I, I stick the knife in. I think it's gotta be the Browns. I, I, that's that's good of you. That kind of makes me feel like it's like old Yeller. Like it's your job to put them down out back. It feels responsible <laughs> of me to do it. Yeah. I feel like I have good insider knowledge. It's just, it's not our year. Every year is next year. Um, next year is our year. So yeah. I was just looking at the um, NFL standings for this. And um, as you can see, the Detroit Lions have no wins, but a tie. But I realized they no longer have a 0 0 0 winning percentage. Somehow, with a tie, their winning percentage is 0.045. So, congratulations, Lions. You're still mathematically in it. I'll drink to that. Cheers. Cheers. Make me proud, boys. 
Okay. Should we get to this past week's uh, fantasy matchups? Yep, it's time to make fun of the people. All right, we're going to have to do this quick because there's other stuff we want to talk about, like how the teams are doing. I know Steve's not looking forward to that part, or probably this part, or maybe any of these parts, but we got to do this this part really quickly, all right? So um, we're going to leave Steve's matchup for, for last um, because I don't think Steve cared to show up for his matchup anyways. All right, let's go. Lights, Camara action, and Red Hot Julius Peppers, okay? So Rob is actually good this year. His team played uh, Kenny's team, which is probably like how they're doing this year and how they did in this matchup is kind of how I would characterize Rob's performance, or excuse me, Kenny's performance in the league, right? Kind of forgettable. Um, you have to actually play a full lineup against him or, or else you'll lose. But he's not really someone that circle that uh, people circle on the schedule and is, is really uh, afraid. So I'm looking at the RB2 Mm-hmm. positions for both teams and the rb2 is like man that's like an arid desert for for everyone in the league because kenny's starter isn't even in the league anymore agent yep. peterson showed up for like two weeks and got beat out by like basically no names so that's that's tough for him and his wide receivers did really bad also he got 10 points less than 10 points from his two starting wide receivers and zero points from his kicker, which probably should be his best player looking at how his roster is besides Josh Allen. So uh, I'm surprised he got to 74 points. If it weren't for Steve, uh, he probably would have been the biggest loser this week. That's saying something, as he uh, did play a running back with no points, and I played my entire roster. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, On the other side, looking at Rob here, he's got... A lot of a couple of negative points, which is surprising. Um, but I guess so was that matchup with the Colts, right? With the Buffalo Bills getting trounced by the Colts, that was unusual. Thirty-five points from Aaron Rodgers. That you know, some product productivity from his top six or so guys. He got an easy win here. He didn't even um, get to play Alvin Kamara, and he didn't even get to play Aaron Jones, right? His top two running backs, and he still beat Kenny. So Rob's team is probably pretty good, right? Like, does anyone else think that that Rob is actually going to be a good playoff force this year? Alvin doesn't. Alvin's not worried about anyone. Alvin's not worried about anyone, Rob included. I think he's going to be good. I think DeAndre Swift had a nice game. He looks good. Workhorse. He got Um, hurt this this week. Oh, that's right. He went down. I think Jarvis Landry is – that 12.2 is misleading. He had that, like, handoff running touchdown. Mm-hmm. To kind of use him in that like gadget receiver, but um, I mean, top to bottom, he's got a pretty decent team. Yeah, Tyler Bass has been a great kicker, so I know he's going to score more points than negative one in the future. Speaking of Alvin, let's move on to their next matchup. Alvin gets fifty plus points from Jonathan Taylor. Uh, probably what the highest score of the season from an individual yep. player. Does anyone scored higher than that? Nope. And Alvin still gets beat by 50 points. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> a miracle, baby. He gets beat by 50 points by a guy who started Russell Wilson as his quarterback. Bad Steve. Russell Wilson. So before, I don't know if you know who Alvin's opponent was, but if you had to guess, who do you think beat him by 50 points? Not well, you. I'm looking at it. I'm cheating. I'm cheating. Oh, okay. That's so... fine. All right. That's fine. <laughs> Try to be educated. <laughs> Good. I like your preparation, man. Alvin also started Justin Fields, so I feel like that that for that he deserves to lose. 
Yeah, there's been a lot of Justin Fields chatter on this podcast, and it's never been positive. It's been hopeful at best, but it's never been positive. Do you guys remember what happened in that game? So Justin Fields started, I'm guessing, and then he got benched. Is that what happened? He's been he's been hurt a little bit. Was it the cracked ribs? Yeah. Oh. Andy Dalton gets to come back and be bad Andy Dalton. Man. To, to summarize Alvin's team, it's simple. Jonathan Taylor had 53 points. His team scored 93 points. That means everyone else on the team scored 40 points altogether. Wow, you're right. Yep. Stellar lineup. I just love that Kyle Pitts, while on Alvin's team, is his kryptonite. He can't <laughs> not start Alvin, or pardon me, Kyle Pitts, even though Zach Ertz is just sitting there on his bench like 25. At least put me in the flex, bro. <laughs> you got to love it. He's a keeper. You got to start him. Big rugby. <laughs> That's, a, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think Kyle Pitts will be his keeper? Ooh, do we think the Falcons get any better next year? Jonathan Taylor? That sounds like a good oh, keeper. Oh, Jonathan option. Taylor's the keeper. You can't get rid of Jonathan Taylor. That's RB1 next year, him or Derrick Henry. Well, so, that's not true. Run CMC might be healthy at the start of the next season, and somebody will draft him and he'll get hurt again. Steve will keep him again. It ain't, it ain't going to be me this year. I've been that <laughs> three years in a row. <laughs> all right so let's talk about the real star of the league on the other side uh ryan 10 and 1 uh complete opposite of a record almost complete opposite of record of the detroit lions all his guys are good Devonte, jamar debo samuel i think those are three of the top five wide receivers in fantasy this year yep austin eckler's top five he's got prater i think that's really been the key to his success this year he finally realized the value that a kicker can give you in a weapon like Matt Prater. And Matt Prater has just emboldened the rookie mm-hmm. Jamar, the backup James Robinson, the bald head of Austin Eckler to really uh, go out there and perform. So uh, that's good management by Ryan. Adam Thielen's on his bench with 18 points, and he's got a couple of decent players. But uh, across his roster, man, he's looking unstoppable. Every year at the end of the fantasy season, they do an analysis to see which player was featured on most championship teams. That's right. Yep. I guess this year it's either going to be Jonathan Taylor, but I think that's too easy. Jamar Chase is my pick for the guy who's on the most championship teams when this is over. I think it's surprising. Eckler is what RB. He's a top five running back, right? I think he's been sneaky good this year. I don't think him as like a in the Derek Henry. Nobody does. Like Nobody upper enchilada, but he's 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 good. He's not on a great team, but uh, patched pass catcher runs out of the backfield. He just does yep. enough. Fifteen good every offense. week. He's the number two running back. He scores twenty points a game. All right, every single year we always doubt Austin Eckler like this, and, and good for Ryan mm-hmm. for picking him up, man. Because you look at Austin Eckler's running numbers, and you're like, you a running back who averages ten carries a game. I don't. That's not my RB one but he also catches the ball five times a game and has a receiving touchdown every game and has 50 yards in the air every game. So yeah, he's just consistent. I got, I, I watched the chargers football pretty closely because I have Austin Eckler in a separate league and Justin Herbert is looking for this guy. Anytime he's on the field, he, this is his safety blanket for that prepubescent sophomore in the league. Right. All right. Before we leave this matchup, I've got one more question for y'all. Uh, Martin, you mentioned that his quarterback is Russell Wilson, not a very good performance which is weird for russell wilson but i'm looking at his roster from this week maybe it's changed but he's got two more backup quarterbacks right his backups are tyler huntley and Mm. daniel jones so walk me through ryan's head 
in his quarterback situation right now because clearly he's not confident. Well, I'll, I'll update you. Tyron Huntley went away because that guy doesn't play football anymore, and he now has Jimmy Garoppolo on the bench. So he still has two quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's doing what any you know old-school coach does. I've seen this in Friday Night Lights. Coach Taylor, he just brings in another guy, you know? want to see if he can push push the starter. So you think Daniel Jones is, is uh, his Saracen? I think Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones and won't be in the NFL for very long. <laughs> but he, he could be Saracen. I'm just waiting for six to take that injury. My gosh. You know what, Daniel Jones, if you lose your job as a starter, I think you could have a successful career holding a clipboard next to the starting quarterback. That's a great job. All right, Daniel. I think he'd be a serviceable running back when Saquon inevitably gets hurt again every year. Why got to be so mean like that? All right, let's move on to the next matchup um, and move on from Daniel Jones, please, for the Giants. Okay, I'm looking at Matt Davidson and the Beer Mile Boys Mm. against Cook and Team Tyreek. Let me guess, Matt Davidson won again. (laughs) Still more wins than the Detroit Lions. Uh... Ooh. It's a really All right, ball. so um, guess how many points he got from his starting quarterback if you guys aren't looking at it. Well, he has Dak Prescott, and I am looking at it. But Dak Prescott's the guy that gets you 20 a game. Easy. Yeah. 25, 28. Easy. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's good. This is that weird KC game. I'm going to say five. 5.4. He got <laughs> less than half of that. <laughs> A big two points, 2.6 points from, from Dak Prescott. Uh, that hurts. Saquon got single digits. Again, RB2, he's starting Naheem Hines. There's a shortage of RB2s in this league, I guess. Yes. Um, so he puts up 85, which for Matt, putting up 85, he's got to feel good about himself, right? Matt put up 85 points. He probably thinks, I have a chance to win this. If I was playing Steve mm-hmm. or Kenny or... Ryan to call me out like that. Six years of the league. <laughs> That's good for, for Matt. Unfortunately, uh, his opponent scored more points, and Matt takes a loss here. Anything um, stand out to you about Cook's team here? Six and five. They're six and five. They're solid. Um, he's got a, a question mark at tight end going back and forth between Dan Arnold, the postman, and Tyler Higby, but. Uh, no, it's a solid team. Justin Herbert's a good quarterback. Najee Harris, I think, is going to be his keeper of the future. Mike Davis. No RB2. Got to find it. was hurt. Started yeah. Mike Davis again. Yeah, if Cordero Patterson's back, he's fine. Or he's in a better spot, at least. But, no, he's got a solid team. This is a team probably makes the playoffs low end. I would love for our junior statistician to mm-hmm. do some kind of analysis about when Mike Davis gets to start over Corderell Patterson, how bad Cook does versus when he could have started Corderell. Like, I know that he's injured, but I just want to make fun of Cook here. And another example of Mike Davis being sucky, 3.6 points. There's like 50 players on waivers, even like 25 running backs on waivers that'll score you more than that. So I don't know how many times. Yeah, I'm it was tell bad. You. I watched that Falcons game live and I didn't think they were that bad. I have Mike Davis in another league, but I realized just how terrible they are. I dropped him halfway through watching that first game. Like this is horrendous. <laughs> Steve seen the like first Davey two carries, and that was enough for Steve to drop Mike Davis. And it's crazy. I, I never saw the body of work. It was blind faith, and I saw that, and I just had to drop him. He was a pretty good replacement for Christian McCaffrey last year, but apparently the Atlanta Falcons are very weird. Weird. 
All right, let's move on to our next matchup. It's uh, Morning Chubb, who's who's making a kind of a, a slow comeback in this league against Cleveland, who is making a slow regression back to what is expected of mm-hmm. Kiss. So they're both five and six, but Morning Chubb gets the win here. Um, I'm looking at Plazic's team, and uh, I don't think he. Oh yeah, he did start Nick Chubb again. Wow, every team has a weak running back too, but. I think what carried him here is 26 points from the New England Patriots. Because if you look at his like position players, mm-hmm. they didn't really do that well besides Nick Chubb, who got 22 points. Everyone else was really kind of subpar. But he got a shutout from the Patriots' defense and made Mike Davis look bad, so he gets the win here. That'll do it. <clears throat> On the other side, I'm looking at Kiss's team, and he did everything he could. He started all the right players. Yeah, no, he he did what he could. He has Cooper Cup on a bye during that matchup, and that's that's going to be his two best players are on a bye. Yeah, well, Kyler Murray was hurt, um, and Cooper oh, Cup right. was on a bye. Two so best yeah, players didn't play. Tough matchup. He had to start Baker Mayfield, whose team was recently eliminated from the playoffs today. So that's that is a tough sell. I, I do want to make one comment about, uh, let's see, Jacoby Myers, who I made fun of. For never catching a touchdown in the NFL. And while we were gone, week 10 against the Cleveland Browns got his first NFL touchdown. Kudos to you, Jacoby Myers. I know you listen to the podcast, so there's your shout-out, buddy. I know you're you're waiting for it. Uh, but, yeah, Kiss's team looks like my team. It's not good. So, <laughs> Do you think uh, Jacoby Myers paid a fan $1,000, one Bitcoin, uh, two Mike Evans jerseys, and two Tom Brady's jerseys to get that touchdown football back? I don't think it left his hand, man. I don't think he thought it was real. He didn't even celebrate. He didn't even finish the game. He just took that touchdown ball home and, and cuddled it all night. On it running yeah, probably in the tucked under his pillow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, one more matchup. And again, it's uh, our host, CD's Nuts, losing against Team Thorpe, who's also making a bit of a comeback. A couple of five and six teams. Man, a lot of five and six teams here. Um, so, so, Martin, I'll let you... Uh, give any impressions you have of your matchup against the all-powerful Autodraft Glenn. Yeah, Autodraft Glenn is cooking right now. I'm not even mad at my team. You have to remember, I lost Derrick Henry for the year. My goal... I didn't remember that, but yeah, that is tough. While it's still to win games, is just to not be the lowest scorer. That's it at this <laughs> point. I lost Derrick Henry, who I was riding in the battle every week. And it's kind of sad, too, because Joe Mixon's a top-five running back this year. And I could have really? Wow. Yeah. Joe. I, I've been okay picking back up so far. Uh, Devonta Freeman looks like yeah. he's kind of solidified yeah. himself there. So I think I'll tread water. I don't think I'll make the playoffs, if I'm being honest with you all. But And it's because my receivers are streaky. Tyler Lockett is hit and miss. CeeDee Lamb has been very hit and miss. Um, who do I start? TJ Hawkinson or Don, like Dawson Knox? So I chase touchdowns or receptions there. It's tough. This is this is going to be a middling team, and unfortunately, I also had Matthew Stafford on a bye. Mm-hmm. Even Matthew Stafford has played like butt recently, but uh, no, it's it's a good win for Glenn's team. We'll focus on his team because it might be the one that matters going. Way forward. to focus on the positives. One more one note before we leave your mm-hmm. team is, I personally watching the Lions last week and or this yesterday and watching the Bills yesterday. I think you should start Dawson Knox. His quarterback is better. He's going to get more opportunities. The offense moves the ball. He's going to get more red zone looks. They actually throw it to him. TJ Hawkinson, I think, is the superior player, but 
obviously in an inferior situation. So as much as it hurts me to say, I think you got to ditch your girlfriend's hair here and go with Dawson. While we're talking about the Lions, we should talk about the Lions backup quarterback who threw one touchdown in his first three seasons in college and somehow made it to the NFL. Is this David Blau? Yes. How did that guy make it to the NFL? I have no idea how he made it to the NFL. Horrible seasons, played one okay season at Western Kentucky, and he's in the NFL now. How am I not in the NFL? I threw one touchdown in in real football once um no glenn's team is, is pretty good going forward james connor if he can remain the starter in arizona he's got a solid running back who's he's been killing it the last few weeks killing it touchdowns galore even with colt mccoy's quarterback james connor is still productive weird uh, Dalvin cook is dalvin cook we know who he is really what glenn thorpe's got to figure out down the road is quarterback because i don't think ryan Tannehill's the answer i don't know if ryan Tannehill's still his quarterback today right ryan Tannehill's not the answer well Ryan's hoarding all the quarterbacks so that Glenn can't get them. I guess that's Ryan's strategy to to help defeat the other teams. I will say – Keep Danny Dimes away from everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's going to line it up trying to trade for him. Um, Playoff playoff killer. So I will say Glenn, I think, has the best wide receiver three through seven. All right. Here are his wide receivers three through seven. Julio Jones – when he plays is good. Odell Beckham is going to be good. Kenny Galladay, when he plays is good. Sensing a trend. Mike Williams was like a top five wide receiver first few weeks of the season. And number seven, my man, Khalif Raymond. Do you think that is why Glenn has started to win games? Because he has added the team player, Khalif Raymond, who just lifts the entire roster. I think he's winning games because he benched all of the guys that you just said who are very bad. <laughs> he is playing Mike Evans and Chris Godwin like he should. Cheers. Congrats, Glenn. That's good team management right there. Good job, Glenn. Good all job. right. That yeah. brings can we, up. Uh, but... Can we have a uh, – is Odell Beckham Jr. good? Coming from a Browns fan. Are we saying he's good? I disagree. So I'll um, give uh, two thoughts. One is I, I think he is talented. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thought is – I watched his first game with the Rams and uh, Van Jefferson, the wide receiver two, I guess now wide receiver two gets a lot of looks, even though um, Cooper cup is on the team and Robert Woods, you know, was healthy. He still got a lot of looks. And when I watched Odell's first game with the Rams, Van Jefferson looked really bad, which stinks because they're obviously going to be competing for that wide receiver two job. And so I do think Odell will be good because He's got a great, huge upgrade in quarterback now with Matt Stafford, and he's going to have opportunity in um, a passing offense. So I think he will be good. I, I think what, what Van Jefferson and Odell offer two different things. Van, since they let go of Deshaun Jackson, has been more of a deep field threat. What they lost in Robert Woods is the guy who can run the uncomfortable post or hook routes in the middle of the field, short third downs, keep the chains moving. Um, Cooper Cup can do that as well, but Robert Woods Odell- is a monster blocking too. Like I love yeah. watching him block. Yeah. You know, I, you know, my nipples get hard for wide receivers downfield blocking. This dude, point of attack blocking, lead blocking, a line of scrimmage too. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but, but no, you're I love good. You, you're good. I think him and, and Cooper Cup underrated mm-hmm. that are in that arena. Yeah, is Odell bad? No. Um, do I think Odell comes in and makes his team like dramatically better? No. I think they're the same <laughs> team without him. Uh, I think we'll have a couple of highlights and he'll, uh, he'll, he'll, he'll make the playoffs and he'll, he'll make a little bit of a, a run there, but is he as bad as he looked on the Browns? No, I think mm-hmm. the Browns just did that to him. 
Steve's just going to be a salty Browns fan now that his team is eliminated from the playoffs. His best wide receiver has gone to another team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Kareem Hunt is, is still injured. He's, he's just being a salty Browns fan. He wants Odell to do badly. Shame on you. Uh, I'm not going to say I don't, but uh, <laughs> he's been plagued by injuries. I don't think Odell helps. It seems like our offense, I hate to say it, moves oh. a little bit better without him. But um, what are you going to say? It's been, right. it's been a bad season for us, and I don't want to blame it on him. It's been a bad season for the Eastern Washington All-Stars, too. We're at 10 minutes left, so uh, it seems like Zoom is trying to limit your suffering, Steve. Let's get to our last matchup here, okay? Um, it is uh, the commissioner's Jalen Hurts boys against the Eastern Washington All-Stars. You don't even um, – you already know. You don't need me to tell you that the choo-choos, the Hurts touchdown boys – crush the eastern washington all-stars i'm going to share my screen for a second just to show you guys something real quick my boy jalen hurts who i've had faith in since the preseason look at this shit unbelievable oh, number two unbelievable number two. yeah unbelievable you got it man. defies all rules of logic it makes no sense <laughs> um so he leads the team with 30 points uh, Michael Carter has been a productive guy for me. I, I'm a UNC homer, and they're starting to turn and be productive. Um, I, besides Jalen Hurts, I get kind of a kind of like an average game from my team. But thankfully, I could have started like half my players and still beaten Steve. Yeah, not great from my end. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, who I rely on being a 25 point plus guy, gets me seven. AJ Dillon, who I thought was going to go off for 30 plus, gets 30 me 12. Plus. Mm. I mean, he had that two touchdown in what, a half, in one half last time. I was like, okay, I see him being a three total touchdown guy. <laughs> uh, Bateman, Bateman, I bet on, and then Lavar was out. So that, or Lamar Jackson was out. So that did not help me. And, and uh, Corey Davis, probably unexcusable. He probably needs to be dropped from my starting lineup from here on out. I think we've said that in a, in a pod before, maybe multiple pods before. Yeah, if you look at my wide receiver class, it is uh, not strong. Not a lot of presence in the room. Allen Robinson, who I drafted high, uh, did not pan out, Ooh. obviously. You got Mooney, though. Um, He's been good. Yeah, He looks good, yeah. And I think, actually, Dalton is going to be good for him. So um, I started him this week in both my leagues, actually. So apparently I'm a Darnell Mooney stan. Um, I liked Agnew. Um, he's out for the year, right? In kind of that like same gadget kind of handoff and touchdown kind of way. And then Sutton has just been Tim Patrick and Sutton have been just horrendous ever since Jerry Judy came back. So it's uh, if anyone wants to come try out for a receiver on my team, you're more than welcome. Uh, <laughs> I am taking open applications at this point. All right. So boys, we got seven minutes left until zoom kicks us off the podcast. And, and I figure we can use that seven minutes to grill our guest here as our special guest, The Biggest Loser. Um, Martin, did you have any questions for our man here um, as we as we uh, count down towards the um, limit yeah. time limit here? My first question, uh, Steve, for you revolves around Dennis's all-world quarterback, Jalen Hurts. At this point in the NFL season, how many touchdown passes do you believe Jalen Hurts is responsible for, and what rank is he in starting quarterbacks this year? Rank is in where does he rank in fantasy football? Where no no where does he rank in touchdowns thrown right because that's that's uh, okay. quarterback right how that's many what touchdowns quarterback does yep he has I want to say 
For for reference, I'll tell you the leader of the league is Tom Brady with twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah, I'm gonna sucks. go with. I'm gonna go with five. I'm gonna go with five touchdowns throwing, and he <laughs> ranks bottom five. <laughs> you put him in Joe Jacoby Brissett world with five touchdowns. <laughs> that feels right. How dare you? Right. So disrespectful. <laughs> it's a little bit more than that, Dennis. What, how many how many passing touchdowns do you think Jalen Hurts has, and what is he ranked? Oh, so I I, I looked at it. I think he's probably got. Um, I'm going to pretend I, I didn't see it. So we played what? 11 games. I yeah, think he's got 11 touch, uh, 10 touchdowns, just under one per game. Passing. A little bit closer. He had a couple early multi-touchdown games, which made everyone believe he had, he's responsible for 13 passing touchdowns. He has the same passing touchdowns as Ryan Tannehill and Ben Roethlisberger. And he is QB two on the year. QB two, so, baby. So I was just looking, Martin, and his QBR is 51.7. That's so bad. (laughs) Isn't it crazy? It doesn't make sense. The best fantasy quarterback, like, might not be a starting quarterback in the NFL next year. They might move on. There has to be, like, a 1.2 multiplier for Jalen Hurts, just in some back algorithm in ESPN. ESPN. (laughs) All right. um, I guess I'll go next. I, I got a question for you here. Um, you mentioned, Steve, your, your wide receiver situation, and it is grim. It's probably the most – it's definitely the most grim wide receiver situation I've seen in the league so far. It might be the most grim position group in the league. You're competing with Ryan Cook's Mike Davis running back room every single week for the worst oh. position group, okay? So I guess – I'll find a question here at some point, but (laughs) Rashad Bateman, right? I I think he's your most talented wide receiver in a clear running offense, right? Hollywood Brown's there. Rashad Bateman's not the guy. Corey Davis, I have no idea why you've been starting him. There's honestly like three other uh, pass catchers in on the Jets that you should start before him. And then you mentioned your bench. Allen Robinson's been poor. Um, Darnell Mooney might be your glimmer of hope. Um, Cortland Sutton's not been good. The poor Jacksonville Jaguars, all their wide receivers are going down. So I guess my question to you is, what are you going to do about your wide receiver position? Who are you going to start? Where are you going to get two points from this week from wide receivers? So both your wide receivers, I'll say. I think you have one that you could start, but, but go ahead. Sorry. So I would say heading into the season, my philosophy was more of a volume kind of guy. So even if you are, I would take a great receiver on a bad team, assuming they're in a lot of passing situations. Second half, they're down 17, a lot of passing situations. Who is going to get the ball a lot? Steve, I'm already smelling. I'm already sniffing out. You're going to try to defend your Corey Davis starts, man. No, no, no. no. But here's what I'm saying is I realized that I am almost 180 degrees wrong in that. So the philosophy for me has switched, at least for next year, and realizing that good receivers with great quarterbacks is much more valuable. Like Tyreek, like Devontae. Exactly. So, I mean, at least you have a chance to catch the ball and put it in the end zone. Whereas I'm looking at Andy Dalton throwing the ball to Darnell Mooney and I have a lot less hope. So I think Bateman will be okay. Um, he seems to at least find the ball. And um, when Lamar is healthy, the running back by committee situation is a little weird in Baltimore. None of them are great. So I can count on him for a couple 10 plus yards catches. 
I think Darnell Mooney moving forward is going to be, unfortunately, my wide receiver one. Yeah, he can be a guy for I you. Think Justin Fields has shown that he likes him a lot. Um, he just can't throw the ball to him. Um, <laughs> Dalton at least moves the ball, finds him, and he had a nice Thursday football, Thursday night. So I think that will be okay to patchwork maybe two or three games together. I'm not kidding myself. I'm not a league winner. I'm not competing for a championship <laughs> now. So I'm just basically trying not to be on this podcast again for the rest of the year. <laughs> All right. Well, you just got marked at for less than a minute. So uh, the, the, the game is tomorrow, Michigan, Ohio State. Our listeners will probably listen to it after the game. I know Steve's cheering for Ohio State. Dennis is cheering for Michigan. Uh, you guys are willing to make a bet. I think we're going to do with the spread. It's seven and a half point spread for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the bet going to be, gentlemen? Less than so, a minute. So, Martin, I think that's a great teaser. If it's okay with you guys, maybe we can come back and jump on the pod and do 20 minutes of this and then the rest of the fantasy Ooh. stuff. Ooh. That is the tease. That's a, that's a lead or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. All All right, Martin, <laughs> leave, leave our listeners with, with your 15-second teaser for the next section here. Tomorrow, the game, Michigan-Ohio State. Dennis Liu has a team he can believe in. Steve has a tried-and-tested team. Loser waxes their eyebrows or something else. We'll figure something out. All right. We'll see you guys on the next pod. Thanks, guys.